today. Good morning, Grace Church Online. We're so glad that you're tuning in this morning. We have a great day in store for you today. We're going to engage in worship. We're going to engage in word. We're going to get engaged in some uh, action steps on how to just be more involved in conversation with Jesus, with our friends, our family members, our peer group. So aren't you glad that we can just freely come and celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. If you're comfortable doing so, just raise your hands this morning. We're going to invite Jesus not only into our service or even into our busy lives, but just in a moment's time, be able just to create what God wants as far as community and fellowship and relationships. So Father, we bless you today. And we, Lord, in this busy time, never want to exclude you. We want to include you in everything. We want to make, Lord, this worship today relational with you. So bless those that are here in-house. Bless those who are viewing online today. Lord, let us be able to create community, Lord, where we can, as one, worship the King of Kings. Father, we love you. We bless you now. Lord, we ask that you receive our praise. You receive our worship today. We love and bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn around and give somebody an air high five. God bless you. Let's worship together.
sometimes we have places where we're in a situation and maybe we're going through something that just seems a little heavy and we're in the middle of our advent and um, Marcus is going to be talking about joy here pretty soon that is so amazing um, and I mean all of it's amazing but the first part and it, um, I'm speaking to everybody but really to those maybe online today that are sitting at home and maybe you're in a really heavy place and you just think I don't know how I'm going to get through this my situation is bigger than I can handle my, my place where I am my joy is not where it needs to be and as I'm just singing this it just says and I'm going to rest in your promises and my confidence it's in your faithfulness and if I can look at anything in my life anywhere I've ever been I can say that God has always been faithful my situation or your situation they may not be that far apart when we go through hard places they're hard places so it doesn't matter where it is but we can say that our God is faithful. Can, can you say that this morning? Can you just say that with me? Say, God is so faithful. My God is so faithful. My God is so faithful. His word says he will supply everything you have need of. If it's peace, if it's hope, if it's joy, if it's love, whatever it is, whatever you're going through today and you think, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I do because you're going to do what this song says. I'm going to rest. I'm going to rest in the promises. And his promises are all what? Yes and amen. Let's just sing it. But let's sing it like we mean it this time. Are you ready? Come on, let's help.
got the victory in Jesus today. Come on, one more time, shout to God. Give him a clap and a, and a shout. Praise the Lord. God is good, amen. We have the victory in Jesus. You may be seated. Good morning. Welcome to Grace Church. Welcome online audience. We're glad to have you with us. Uh, can we give our worship team a hand and give our online audience a hand? If you're in the chat box, give everybody a hand. Just say hello and, and where you're from. Uh, I love that song, Hope Has a Name. Uh, we sang it a couple weeks ago, and Pastor Mark said, hey, you can sing that every week because we're continuing our series on the Advent, uh, which is the four Sundays before um, Christmas. And we talked about hope the first week, and then last week was peace. Today we'll talk about joy, and next week is the Sunday before uh, Christmas, and we're going to wrap it all up with love. So uh, we're going to continue with uh, the theme uh, on joy this week. So as we think about joy, I wanted to kind of share one of my favorite Christmas memories, something that brings me joy and um, I want you to think about the things that, you know, bring you joy or the things that make you happy. Uh, I brought with me today a, uh, one of my favorite Christmas ornaments. Uh, you know, right after Thanksgiving or sometimes before, we get a little box out with all of our Christmas ornaments. Uh, when I was little and uh, my sisters and brother were little, uh, every Thanksgiving we would get a, a brand new uh, ornament. And it had something special or significant for that year. Um, and so uh, the, the year I got this one, I think I was still in elementary school, maybe fifth or fourth grade. And um, all four of the kids got um, a Snoopy ornament. If you can't tell, um, this is Snoopy with his little friend Woodstock on a canoe, a little Christmas tree. Um, and the reason we got Snoopy that year, they were all different, uh, but all had something to do with Snoopy, was because we were um, in a play uh, at, at the House of Prayer Church in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, my, my grandfather's church, and we were all acting out uh, that famous Christmas movie, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. You've seen it, right? You probably love it. It's very famous. Everybody loves it. Well, we, it was, in my mind, it was like a Broadway production. I wish I had the video because I just felt like it was identical, like word for word. And I was Linus, you know, the little guy with the security blanket, and he's always holding it close. And so I know you have a hard time imagining me being Linus, but um, I was that guy. And I was proud of myself. My parents were so proud of me because I had the longest line of the whole play. Um, it was like multiple lines long. I didn't have the most lines or anything, but I had the longest line. And uh, I was just, uh, you know, did a great job. You know, I just, I just, I felt like I did a great job. I don't know, I was a little, probably, did I do good? It was, yeah, it was my, uh, and, and I, I got to that longest line was kind of like a sermon, like as well, because there's part of the Bible. It was like my first sermon that I ever preached. Um, so every year, I, I pull out this little ornament, and I put it on the tree, and, and I remember that. It's one of my favorite Christmas memories. Um, and then, uh, fun fact, actually, during the first service, accidentally, everybody's head's bowed, eyes closed, and I knocked this little guy off, and he's shattered into pieces. Um, but thankfully, Charity brought some super glue, and, and now it's back. So there you go. Um, that'll preach. <laughs> And so I, I think about that. Now, in that longest line that I had uh, was a scripture verse that is actually our text for today. And so why don't we look at that? It comes right out of the Bible. Um, you know, Charles Schultz or whoever, Charlie Brown, uh, he didn't write it. A gospel writer Luke wrote it, uh, chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. Let's check it out. Um, and the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. So I find it comforting to know that because a baby was born in Bethlehem, we don't have to live in fear. Amen. We don't have to be depressed today. We, instead, we can have joy because Jesus Christ was born. Amen. We can have hope. We can have love. We can have peace we can have joy because Jesus Christ has entered into our world. He moved into our neighborhood, and he has given us new life and hope in Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody get excited about that today. Amen. And so what I want to do today uh, with this verse 10 is to sort of break it into three different pieces and kind of like talk about each one. The first being fear not. We don't have to live in fear today. Um, instead, we can have joy. So thinking about joy and the things that make me happy and uh, give us joy around this Christmas time. You know, of course, ornaments. Does anybody have special ornaments that they put on the tree? Um, also, uh, the Christmas tree itself. 
That's fun, right? Do you enjoy the, the putting up the Christmas tree? Uh, the best part about the Christmas tree for me, uh, when I have the opportunity, is in July. After that thing has been so dried out for months and it's in the backyard and then you kind of make a little fire and then it becomes a really big fire. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know if I'm the only one that's ever done that, but it's the best part of Christmas is burning the tree in July. <laughs> one of the best parts. Um, Jesus is the best part. Okay, just for the record. Um, or what about eggnog? Um, I have a little mug. Um, it's a replica from uh, Christmas Vacation. And you put the eggnog in there and, and drink out of that. It just brings me so much joy uh, every Christmas time. Cookies. I love baking Christmas cookies. Also, um, the C9 Colorful Lights. All right, the big ones. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, the lights that you put in, they're all colorful, not the little ones and not the tiny ones. Don't waste my time with the tiny ones, all right? There's got to be the big ones, all right? Um, unfortunately, you won't see any of those on my house uh, because Charity has a white light only policy. Even the tree on the inside, all white lights. But I'm lucky enough to live next to Clark Griswold, um, who has... <laughs> All the colorful lights all over the house. Um, Santa Claus is on the chimney, and above the chimney is the star, the reindeer in the front yard, the nativity, and just every colorful light that you can imagine. Um, so I get to see that every day. So it's kind of a win-win. Charity gets the white lights on her house, and I get to see all the colorful lights on my neighbor's house across the, the street. So I uh, hope they're not watching, but I love your lights. Charity doesn't love them. But... Um, <laughs> Also, uh, family time, Christmas Eve services, all the food that you eat. Uh, all of these are wonderful, fun, happy things. Um, but they're all so uh, circumstantial. Each one of the things that I mentioned are sort of based on circumstances uh, that can be changed. You know, for instance, what happens when your favorite ornament breaks? Or if you burn the Christmas cookies? Or your wife doesn't let you put colorful lights on the house? You know, or you don't get the favorite present that you wanted. Um, you know, more seriously, maybe you can't spend time with your family this year at Christmas time because uh, maybe just because of COVID. You know, you, could, you, you don't want to, you know, spread any viruses. Or maybe you have a friend or, or a family member like what we do in the hospital right now with COVID. And it's, and it's hard, you know, or, or um, there was a, a lady in the previous service who, and, and maybe, maybe some in this service, who lost a loved one recently. And maybe since last Christmas, you've lost someone, and now you're kind of afraid of what this Christmas is going to be like without that, that loved one. That the person that's so special to you isn't going to be here. How can you have joy uh, at a time like this where there's so much bad news? Well, theologian Henry Nowen explains the difference between joy and happiness. While happiness is dependent on external conditions, joy is the experience of knowing that you are unconditionally loved and that nothing, sickness, failure, emotional distress, oppression, war, or even death, can take that away. Thus, joy can be present in the midst of sadness. And, and Paul even talks about this in first, uh, excuse me, 2 Corinthians 6.10 when he says that we can have be full of joy yet rejoicing. All right? Uh, Tim Mackey from the Bible Project puts it this way. You know, even dating back to the Old Testament, the joy of God's people is not determined by our struggles, but by our future destiny. So how can you have joy even when things aren't, you know, feeling right right now? Well, our joy isn't based on today. It's based on what's coming. Amen? The arrival or the advent. Advent just means arrival. The advent of Jesus. So that brings us to the second part. This good news that we have of great joy. Well, the advent or the arrival is this good news. And we usually think about it in the context of Christmas. Uh, full disclosure, um, I didn't know much about the advent. We didn't grow up in our home talking about the word advent. Or if we did, I totally missed that part. <laughs> so, so, I don't know. That, that was, that's not a word to me that it is just, we, it's not a household word. It's becoming, I'm learning about it. Um, my dad knows about it because he uh, grew up Catholic. So I like to say I'm half Catholic. 
Um, <laughs> half Pentecostal, so I'm still learning. Not really half Catholic, though. But hey, Aunt Terry, I'm glad you're watching. She's Catholic. <laughs> we have Catholic people watching. So if you're familiar with the word Advent, then uh, you're probably familiar with it in the context of Christmas. All right. So that is what the Advent is, but it's only the first of three Advents. The Advent of Christmas is talking about in Isaiah 51, verse 11. It's talking about the nation of Israel and all nations that will receive this great joy uh, of the coming Messiah. But then there is another Advent, and that is the arrival of Jesus at his second coming. So we look at the birth of Jesus as the first coming, and then the second uh, uh, coming of Jesus Christ that, that is yet to come. And then in this, this is kind of neat. So the most uh, popular Christmas song, or at least the most recorded Christmas song, uh, I listened to it from Bing Crosby yesterday, and we, we're going to sing it today and next week, is uh, Joy to the World. All right? This is, this is the most recorded Christmas song of all time. Uh, it was written by Isaac Watts in 1719. All right? And it was written... What? It, it was written about the second coming of Jesus Christ. It wasn't written about Christmas. It wasn't written about the first coming. Uh, you listen to the words, you know, joy to the world, the Lord has come. So it's in past tense. It's kind of about something that's already happened. But it's really, those are just lyrics. Um, but it's about, the, he's quoting uh, Psalm 96 and 98, which have to do with the second coming of Christ. But we can still have joy and we can still sing that song at Christmas time because the words are still true and we can still look forward to the day that the Lord has come and set up his kingdom. We can have that joy. Uh, but only if we have the third advent which is the arrival of Jesus in our hearts. So that's salvation. That's the joy that you can have and that I can have if we belong to Jesus Christ. So the first advent has already happened. You can't change it, can't, you know, debate it. You can debate it if you want, but it's happened. And then the, the second coming, that's coming. It's going to happen. We don't know when it's happening, but it's going to happen. But this middle advent is up to you. Is for you to determine whether or not you want to have that arrival, welcoming Jesus into your heart. And if you do, then you can have peace. You might be watching this online uh, in a hospital bed, but, but know this. You can have sorrow, you can have grief, but you can also have joy. Because it's not about what's happening today. We're looking forward to tomorrow and what is going to happen. Uh, Paul said it the best. In Philippians 1.21, he said, For me... To live is Christ, to die is gain. The world has sorrow, the world has grief, um, but Christ provides joy. Because even in the midst of that, and certainly there are a lot of things that make us happy and a lot of reasons to be joyful this Christmas. We can put a smile on our face. But you can also, in the midst of a, a horrible time, you can also have the joy of the Lord, knowing that it's not just about today, but it's about what is to come. And that's good news that we can share with everyone. Which brings us to the last uh, part of this verse, for all the people. Now, if you uh, attend this church in person, in the physical location, then you may have seen a sign in our cafe. It's real big, and it says, for all people. Well, that, uh, that slogan, and we have it on our website, we have it on t-shirts, that comes from this verse. We just removed the word the, because it sounds better, for all people. Just is a little catchier than for all the people. So, I think it's funny that we just kind of removed the word, but it does sound better, don't you think? <laughs> For all people. Um, and that is our slogan here at this church. And you might know, uh, you probably know about me, that I am on staff here at Grace Church. Uh, I've been here for over 10 years, so maybe 12 years or so. And, um, but a couple years ago, I also started working for an organization called Every Home for Christ. And the two are very similar in this. Uh, Grace Church is for all people, and every home for Christ, they just use the word every, but it's always about every. That's kind of our slogan, like every home, uh, every nation, every person. We want everyone to find. So um, uh, Pastor Mark invited me to, and he's my father, but invited me to speak kind of on behalf of every home for Christ to see how we can spread the message of Jesus Christ this Christmas time. And so 
um, Every Home for Christ is dedicated to going to every single person. We have a 20-year vision to go to the last home. Uh, And so right now this morning, uh, in the islands in the Pacific Ocean, there are missionaries uh, that, are, that are on canoes, and they are actually paddling their way to islands where nobody on that island has ever heard the name of Jesus Christ. Very remote places where they don't have internet access, and uh, they, don't, they don't have the good news of Jesus Christ. And so I, I like to think of it like this. Like this morning, um, someone woke up on one of those islands, and they had never heard of Jesus, but uh, because of one of the missionaries from every home, they will hear the good news, and tonight they will rest their head on a pillow, and they will know that their name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, because they will have received that great message of joy, and that's happening all over the world today. Uh, amen? Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? That's what we're all about. That's what we're doing. That's happening in uh, the Himalayan mountains, in Tibet. Uh, uh, The pioneer missionaries are going up mountains. They are climbing up to villages that are very hard to reach. And they are sharing the good news uh, of the truth and love of Jesus Christ with people that have never heard it before. Uh, In the little villages in Africa and in South America, we are are getting uh, planes and we are landing on the water and we're going to more islands and we're going to the hardest to reach people all over the world. But there are hard to reach people right here in Hickory, in Granite Falls, wherever you live. They don't live far from a church if they live in North Carolina. And they don't live far from access to the gospel or the good news uh, if they have internet access on their phone. But they might still be hard to reach because their heart might be hard. Uh, They might not know Jesus. They may have heard of him. But you can help reach even the hardest to reach person. You don't have to cross an ocean to reach someone that's hard to reach for Jesus. You can simply cross your street, just walk across the street and just share the gospel with someone, just this, the love of Jesus Christ this Christmas time. And you can be accomplishing this. You can join the 80 to 90,000 volunteers uh, that have agreed to join every home to say, yes, I'm going to commit on a weekly basis that I'm just going to engage. And I'm not just going to, I'm not going to just it's, I'm not trying to turn you into Billy Graham here, okay? That's great. I loved Billy Graham, um, wonderful hero of mine. But what if you could do this? Instead of all just trying to be this uh, Billy Graham, what if you could just move one degree? Uh, maybe you've, you've never uh, even prayed for a lost person. Like you, you, you might know someone that's far from God, but you've never even made, you've never even said a prayer asking God to soften their heart. What if you could just move one degree, just say a prayer today for that person, okay? So I'm going to give you four things. Uh, We did a survey in our church, and it kind of aligned with a nationwide survey that said most of us, the vast majority of us here in this room, have obstacles that are stopping us from uh, sharing the truth and love of Jesus Christ. So I want to give you four things. You don't have to do all four of these things. But if you're taking notes or if you're not, then just pull out your phone and just, and just write down a couple of these ideas, tips, if you will, how you can move one degree. Okay, so uh, I have lots that I could share, but just four. Number one, most important one, cookies. In case you just write cookies down. I, I love cookies. They're my thing. Um, and for years now, uh, ever since I moved to Hickory, I have baked cookies and taken them to my neighbors the week before Christmas. Um, so next Sunday is the Sunday before Christmas. So this would be the week to do that. And I, if you don't, if your neighbor doesn't already know who you are and where you live, then it, it sounds something like this. You take the cookies and then you take them to the house. And with COVID, whatever, you might want to alter this to do something that you're more comfortable with. But just go with me. You take it to their house and you say, uh, hey, my name, my name is Marcus. I live just down the street here. Maybe point to your house and say, uh, I just wanted to say Merry Christmas and give them the cookies. It's that easy. Uh, and then what I like to do is also include an, uh, an invite to church and say, uh, oh, and by the way, we're having church on Christmas Eve. 
or, or the Sunday before Christmas, and we want you to join us. I'll even save you a seat if you want to just go. You don't have to save them a seat. If that, my point is just to do, just to do what are you comfortable with, and, and can you do that? Here's the second thing. Uh, have you ever offered to pray with anyone? Um, maybe you're at your neighbor's house, and the conversation sort of, you know, opens up to the point where they share a need. You hear about something that's going on in their heart. Maybe you ask, and, and you offer to pray with them. You could, you know, uh, throw one of these out there. Hey, could I pray for you? <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's not hard to say, but sometimes it is. If you're uncomfortable doing that, I challenge you to, to be uncomfortable, and that's fine. But, or, you could do this one. Watch this. Hey, I'll be praying for you. That, that's good. You, you don't have to pray with them right then and there. I'm just trying to, maybe you've never even said the words, I'll be praying for you. But you could do that. Uh, uh, what's one thing that you can do? Here, here's number three. This one can be challenging for people, but I think you can do it. And that is to articulate the gospel. And what I mean by that is when I say articulate the gospel, that is, have you ever actually spoken to someone about Jesus, especially someone that's far from God, someone that doesn't know everything about Jesus. Uh, maybe you're the kind of person that you do pray for people often. Maybe you bake cookies every year and take them to your neighbors or to people at your school or coworkers. or who, It doesn't have to be your next door neighbor. Um, but have you ever actually, you know, said, you shared your testimony with them and said uh, the story of what Jesus has done for you. Say, hey, you know what? Jesus gives me joy. Jesus gives me peace. What, what's your relationship like with Jesus? And, and then say, hey, you know what? I, uh, would you like to know the kind of peace and joy and hope that I've received? And ask them if they want to, you know, receive Jesus Christ into their life. That's a big step, and maybe you're not comfortable doing that just yet, but, you know, just, just one degree, just, just to do one thing. And then the last one uh, that I want to share with you today, fourth point, is uh, inviting someone to church, okay? Uh, inviting them to follow Jesus is one thing, but uh, this week you have a unique opportunity that you won't have again for another year or, or possibly until Easter. But Christmas time, even on the secular radio stations, meaning like the non-Christian radio stations, um, they're talking about Jesus. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. You know, people have nativities in their yard. There are banners and signs. and every, People are more open to the gospel uh, this week than at any other time throughout the whole year, with maybe the exception of Easter. And so use it as an opportunity. You know, in my experience, uh, taking cookies to people, it's not like, oh, everybody just comes to church on that Sunday before Easter. But I use the opportunity, and when they have a need, when they have a loved one that passes away, or a son that runs away from a home, or when my neighbors are dealing with uh, anxiety or fear or depression, they know who they can go to. And they've come to me to say, hey, Marcus, can you pray for me? I'm dealing with I have, having panic attacks, and um, I don't know what to do, you know, uh, things like that. So use this week, this week, as an opportunity to, to invite someone to church. Uh, and maybe you're watching online, or maybe you're here. You can even invite someone to watch online. Maybe you've never used your social media platform as a way to invite someone to church. You can do that. You can even just include the website. Hey, join us, gracechurch.tv, this Sunday, 11 o'clock. It's that easy. So um, what I'm hoping that each person here today will do is we'll, we'll make a commitment that, you know what, I can do that even on a weekly basis. Uh, maybe, Pastor, you'll share that story again about, uh, that you shared in the last service, but uh, the conversations that you have on a weekly basis can turn into someone's life completely being changed. might not happen this week. Uh, some, you might not talk to someone who gives their heart to the Lord this week. But just to say, I'm going to engage in spiritual conversations. Take it from being just cookies to cookies and, hey, can I pray for you? And, just, and you're doing this with God's help. You're not doing this in your own strength. But to say, hey, if, as God opens up the door, as he opens up the opportunity, uh, could you engage in one spiritual conversation a week? And, and also, adopt those ten closest neighbors around your house, like, like I did at Christmas time, and just take them cookies. So as we kind of uh, bring this thing to a close 
and we think about where we go from here with this message of joy, this good news of great joy, I'd like you to think about the one person, just, just one person in your life who is far from God, who could use this message this, of good news, of great joy. The person that you're thinking of could be as close to you as a spouse, uh, or it could be a child who is far from God, who doesn't know um, that, that peace uh, that the Prince of Peace gives. Uh, the person could be uh, someone you work with, you go to school with. Try to think of an actual name, and if you would, be so bold as to just write that name down, someone that you're going to pray for. Um, maybe you can't think of a name right now, but you can think of, a, of an individual, even a hypothetical individual, like uh, the waitress. Uh, after you leave here, maybe you're going to go to lunch and have a waitress. Or uh, the, the person at the bank or whatever. Okay? So now that you've got that, uh, that person in your mind. Do you all have a person in your mind? Just wave me a okay. kid. Uh, if you want that person to know the joy of the Lord, if you want the lost person to find salvation in Jesus Christ, then I want you to raise your hand. Just go ahead and raise your hand up. Say, yes, I want that person. And to keep your hand raised, okay, you want that person to know salvation. Uh, and if your hand isn't raised, then just go ahead and raise your hand with everybody else. All right, but you're all raising your hands. That's good. Now, keep your hand raised if you are willing uh, to commit. You're saying, I want to join the eighty to 90,000 volunteers who have committed to engage on a weekly basis uh, just, just one degree. Not turning into Billy Graham by raising your hand, but you're saying, I'm willing to do that one thing. All right, now, now you can lower your hand, but I want you to do something real quick. This is really easy. Pull out your phone, and I want you to text the word ENGAGE to 97123. We're going to make this commitment official. This is going to help us with that goal We're of, of by next year having 100,000 uh, people around the world. All right, if you don't know how to text... Uh, a word to a number, it's, it's as easy as just asking Siri to do it. Um, I don't know you Android people if you have like a, a thing like that, but um, I don't know what it's called. But just to say, hey Siri, text engage to 97123. It's, it's that easy. And you can do that right now. I won't, I won't mind. And you hit send, and then you will get a uh, text message with a link. It's actually going to be that email, uh, that, that website. Uh, there it is. I just got it. And you click on the button, and if you don't mind, just do this right now. It's so easy. Uh, it's going to bring up a little form like this, and it's just going to ask you what your name is, email, and we're not going to bombard you with emails, uh, maybe a quarterly encouragement or something like that, city, state, and then the name of your church. Just put it Grace Church, all right? Watch it online. Put Grace Church because we love you. Um, and then you've done it. You hit send, uh, and, and then now you are a part of that task force where you've committed to doing this. Guys, there is so much bad news in the world today. At the beginning of the pandemic, every day, I was like addicted. I was like, what else happened? What else happened? Freak me, I guess. What else happened? <laughs> what else happened? It's so much bad news. We have the good news of great joy for all the people. We can be the carriers of that great news. Alrighty, and the people across the street that are living, not, not my neighbors because they're not, but the people that are across the street at your house or next door to you that are living in depression, they need this great news. We have a peace that the world cannot give. And we have this good news at Christmas time that we can share to everyone. Amen. So what I want to do now is I want to pray for the person that you were thinking of. Oh, and, and, um, before I forget, uh, on your way out, oh, and, and there's a card. If you didn't bring your phone in, um, then just fill out the card that's on your seat with your name and your email address. And as you leave, uh, drop that card in the little uh, bucket or um, just show your phone that says, hey, I, I filled out that form. And you're going to get a little personal outreach kit that actually uh, will help you overcome more of those obstacles there are links to videos. There's gospel literature. We have Christmas engagers or invitations in the lobby that you can include with those cookies this week. So take as much as you want. It's, it's wonderful. 
Um, but right now I want to pray for the person that you were thinking of when I said, do you know someone that's far from God? I also want to pray for you that the Holy Spirit would actually empower you to do this work. This is not in your own strength. This is in the Lord's strength. And then lastly, I want to pray for anyone who might be here today who, as I was speaking of joy, you're, you're watching online, couldn't even make it in today for whatever reason. Maybe you're far away or you're just feeling isolated, feeling depressed. You might have known uh, the Lord, but you've lost your joy. And I want to pray for you as well. So could you stand with me today as we pray? Father, I thank you for this Christmas time. I thank you, Lord, for the joy that you have set before us. Lord, that we have uh, peace on earth. Lord, for each person that was thought of this morning, and, and as I'm praying, Lord, if you want to just even lift that person's name up before the Lord, Lord, we pray for that person. And I'm thinking of a person in my mind that's far from you, God, that needs to hear this message. God, I pray that you would give me an opportunity to share the gospel with her and with him. Lord, and I pray that you would open up their heart to receive you. Lord, I pray that you would empower me and each person listening to my voice right now. Empower us to share this good news with everyone around us. Not just this week, but every week over the next year, God. Our neighbors. Lord, and for anyone that's hearing this right now, God, I pray if they've lost their joy, maybe they think because something's happened, because they've lost their job, because they're in a situation that is just unbearable right now. They're living in depression, Lord. Help us to, to, to deal with that sorrow and grief, Lord, but to know that we can still have joy because it's about what's, what we're looking towards. Give us that joy, Give us joy to the world this Christmas time. And pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you as you sing this song, and then pastor's going to come up and close.
give the Lord a shout of praise. Uh, thank you, Marcus. Give it up for Marcus one time. Great job. Thank you for giving that word. You know, here's what we want you to do. So we want you to text engage to 97123Y so that you can fill in the blanks when they come back to you. Why do we want to do that? Because we want to be a church that engages in spiritual conversation with people in our area in our homes, in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces. Uh, Janie and I would stop at McDonald's and eat breakfast a couple times a week at one of the local uh, McDonald's. And we would sit and talk, and we always talk to people around us, and the clerks that help us. And one gentleman by the name of Chris would, uh, would help us. We got to know the manager really well. His name is Doug. And he found out that we pastor a local church. And so we would just talk. And Chris was talking to us one day, and he had gotten out of rehab. And so we were talking to him and he didn't know we were pastors at the time and so Doug came through and, and said hey you need to get these guys to pray for you and, and Chris kind of looked startled and, and he said you guys you guys pastor and we said yeah he said would you pray for me and, and we looked over at Doug and Doug kind of gave us the okay and so we prayed for him right when he was waiting on us and so he would come and talk to us while we were sitting and eating and he did this several times and over a couple of weeks and months and so he said what church do you pastor and we told him it was Grace Church and so he started coming he was sitting right over here right kind of by where Francis is is sitting and uh, one Sunday morning he committed his life to the Lord and he came back the next week and came back the next week and the next week and he started coming for a couple months and then uh, he was just his life was just lit up he was just changed and up getting transferred to Asheville and he promised us that he was going to commit, continue with this commitment but it all started with a spiritual conversation and many of you are watching online uh, I'll tell you what our daughter Jill does she sends out little Facebook clips and invites people to watch or invites people to different things and she sent out one I think back in the summertime about our orphanage that we support in Haiti and one of Janie's cousins sent in an offering and said she wanted to support some of the Haitian orphans. And I thought, how cool is that? Because you get disconnected over time. We pray every week for that, for that cousin's small business along with other businesses in our church. We've included her in. We adopted her into one of the businesses that we pray for. I want to tell you that, like Marcus said, if you're watching online, if you're in-house, you can start a spiritual conversation with someone in your area. You don't even have to invite them to church just yet to start a conversation. When you invite them to church, you can invite them to Grace Church or a church in their local area. Listen, we want to be kingdom-minded. Sure, we want them in Grace Church, but we want them most of all in the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is a church for all people. Amen? Give the Lord a shout-out one more time because he's worthy to be praised. We have to church. We have to start spiritual conversations with people uh, in our sphere of influence. Hey, next Sunday, this is a really great thing. We got Christmas gifts. We, we've had great families in our church donate some Christmas presents. So we have Christmas presents for every child that you come to bring to church. Grandchildren or children, bring them out. We have them for all three services next week, 8.30, 9.30, and 11. We have uh, 11 o'clock with the little kids singing, I think up on the platform. We want them to come out. We have gifts for everybody. We have donuts and hot chocolate and coffee. And it's going to be a great, great day. It's also somebody's special birthday next week. That's Janie's birthday next Sunday. We're excited to celebrate her birthday. And so bring your friends out. What a great way. Just invite people. Start that spiritual conversation. Hey, our church is giving away Christmas presents for 0 to 11 years old, 12 years old. Bring them on out. We have a great time. Again, love donuts. Also, we have Christmas Eve service at our brand new campus downtown. Christmas Eve, December 24th at 7.30. It's going to be amazing. So make plans. And I know sometimes Christmas Eve is a great family time. Here's what we're going to do because we celebrate Christmas Eve as a family. We're going to celebrate a little bit earlier in the day, maybe 4 or 4.30. We're going to play some games. We're going to cook out. We're going to have steak and crab legs. And then we're going to come downtown at 7.30. We're going to have an hour service. Then we're going to go back, play some more games or have dessert or go home and put our pajamas on, whatever. So I invite you to make time on Christmas Eve for the one who made time for you. And that's the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
We're going to do it downtown. It's going to be great. It's going to be epic. It's going to be celebratory. I'm going to pray for the offering right now. I want to thank you for your continual support of Grace Church. Uh, you can give online. You can give on the app. You can go to the website. If you're in-house, you can go to the kiosk. You can give on your way out the doors. Listen, never, never, never uh, forget how important it is in this Christmas time to give unto the back to him because he gave his best for us. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for that wonderful word today. We thank you, Lord, for spiritual engagement and spiritual conversation. We thank you, Lord, for the greatest gift of all, Jesus Christ. And for those who might be hurting in this Christmas season, we pray for joy. We pray for hope. We pray for peace, oh God. We pray for life and that in abundance, oh God. Bless the offering. Bless the gift and the giver. Lord, the continued support of the loved ones who give. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Have an awesome week. Thanks for everything you do.